Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in London. I'm Katie Martin. A new high-tech pill that could give people with diabetes an alternative to injecting themselves with insulin has been developed by researchers. Naomi Rovnik spoke to Clive Cookson and James Pickford about the development which could transform the lives of millions of diabetics all over the world. First, Clive, tell us how widespread is the problem of diabetes on a global scale? Is it on the rise? And if so, why? Diabetes is not only on the rise, but it's much more common than people who don't have diabetes in their families often realise. The charity Diabetes UK estimates that 415 million people worldwide, that's almost one in 10 adults in the world population, have diabetes. 90% have type 2 diabetes, which usually develops in adulthood. The remaining 10% have type 1, which usually, though not always, comes on in childhood. So James, you have type 1 diabetes. Can you explain to us the difference between type 1 and type 2? I couldn't explain the biochemistry of it, but type 1, no one quite knows. I don't know quite why I got it at the age of about 32, which is quite unusual. But I do know I had a virus at the time and and I discovered that I was losing weight quite sharply. The difference is generally, I believe, that type 2 is to do with often dietary problems. It may have something to do with it. It's often with overweight people, although not always. So their pancreas can't can't cope with the amount of food that it's being asked to deal with. Whereas whereas type 1 the body attacks its own ability to produce insulin, and I have no more. I am producing no more insulin. So you have to take insulin shots through your skin at the moment, whereas with type 2 diabetes, you usually start off with other drugs, and then after a few years, many people with type 2 find that they also need to be injected with insulin. So this product, which has been developed by the Danish drug company Novo Nordisk with the MIT, is for which types of diabetics? It's a pill instead of an injection. Who could that work for best? It could work for anyone who needs to inject insulin. It's a really rather wonderful pill because its shape was inspired by an African tortoise, the leopard tortoise, which has a particularly steeply domed shape of shell and the idea is that the leopard tortoise if you turn it onto its back it can right itself unlike most other tortoises this high-tech pill when you swallow it it settles itself down on the lining of the stomach with the dome upright and on the other side is a needle made of solid compressed insulin And on the floor of your stomach, there's enough water and acid to dissolve the little plug of sugar that holds that insulin needle in place. And it goes into the lining of the stomach and then into the bloodstream. Very neat. And I should say it's been tested in pigs, which are the usual animal model for people in this sort of situation, because they're more similar than mice or indeed monkeys. It's worked in pigs. It controls their blood glucose levels as well, apparently, as traditional. They're pigs. They have animal models for almost any disease. I don't think animal livers like to hear about it, but they do. So if you were a type 1 diabetic like James, and you have to make sure your insulin doses, James can tell us more, are very carefully calibrated, could a pill do all that, do you think, James? Well, I mean, I'd have to hear more about it, but it sounds really exciting, very interesting. And for me, I don't have any particular problem with injecting 
at the moment I inject just before I have a meal and once before I go to bed with a different type of insulin, which is a background insulin. So I don't really have a problem in normal life, but I do things like trips into the mountains or I might be in the sea. And it might be just quite useful where it's difficult to get a syringe out and inject yourself with insulin. The problem with the mountains is that, as I've experienced in the past, the temperatures can be so low that the insulin freezes and once it's frozen, it's useless, it degrades. So that might be quite interesting to me to be able to take this. But I suppose the worry I would have is that I would ingest this pill and not quite know how long it would take to digest. To me, there is still a time lag between any sort of injection, whether it's a pill I take or an injection I give myself, and the insulin having an effect. And that's affected by so many variables for me, whether it's I've, I've done exercise or I've slept badly or stress or what I've eaten. That's the critical thing for me, and it's quite hard to manage. I think that Novo Nordisk, the company that's developing it with MIT, sees it eventually being useful for both type 1 and type 2, but initially probably more for type 2 and for people who may be much older and find for the first time they have to start injecting themselves with insulin and they might be very, very, very uncomfortable with that procedure. You sound as though when you're not up on a mountain you've got into the routine. I should also say that a lot of development work will be needed to move this from pigs into initial human clinical trials. Are you allowed to test something on a pig and then get it onto the market or will there have to be lots of human trials before the FDA or the relevant regulator will allow it to be prescribed? Yes, there'll need to be a lot of human data to put to the regulator. We'll need to deal with the sort of issue that James was talking about. How quickly after you've swallowed the pill will it actually inject into your stomach and how quickly will the insulin become active after it's been put into the stomach lining. I spoke to someone from Novo Nordisk who said that unlike someone from a young, enthusiastic biotech company who always exaggerate the speed with which things can reach the market, he said conservatively 10 years, and I think that sounds realistic. Why has it taken so long for anyone to find alternatives to the daily injections? People have been working on it, on oral insulin, for many decades. The problem is that the stomach is a harshly hostile environment for the protein, which is what insulin is, and it gets digested by the stomach before it can get into your bloodstream. There are other types of oral insulin in clinical trials. There's a New York biotech company called Oramed, which has one. And the idea is that you coat it with something that stops it being digested in the stomach. Then when it moves on into the intestine, something else, some other chemical in the product will activate it and it'll release its load there. There are other options, but it's taken a long time and who knows which will reach the market first. And James, and Clive, do you think we perhaps have a wider problem with this explosion of growth of diabetes across the world that there are more alternatives for than just a wonder pill? I mean, I have a lot of type 2 diabetes in my family and I've read up on it a lot and spoken to doctors and nutritionists and basically I've learned how to control my glucose and carbohydrate intake so I don't get the weight gain, which leads to the type 2 in my particular family. But I don't know if there's enough awareness of the kind of nutrition and more holistic approach to preventing diabetes around. People just seem to be getting it. And then now you've got 
a situation where if this drug comes onto the market, it might be easier and more convenient for doctors, especially in the US, to simply prescribe this rather than keep telling people again and again, cut your diet and do more exercise. And for me, even if you've got this pill, it's not a wonder pill because you still have to monitor your blood sugar levels. It's a massive hassle. You won't always get it right. And when you don't get it right, you'll either be low, in which case you'll be in danger of fainting or you'll be high. Or, and there, there are all sorts of problems that I don't think this pill will answer that question. I mean, I suppose the question I had, maybe Clive can answer this, is which will come first because there's all sorts of interesting things going on with genetic experiments about trying to reverse this problem that particularly type 1 people have that their body has turned against their ability to produce insulin and has attacked the pancreas, uh, the cells in the pancreas that produce it. And there's lots of really quite advanced stuff going on there. And if we're talking about 10 years for the pill, you know, how soon is the actual cure going to come around the corner? Good point, James. This, the synthetic pancreas turning stem cells into insulin-producing cells, which can be implanted into your body and hopefully not be attacked by your immune system, that is a promising route. I think that'll take longer than 10 years, but I hope I'm wrong. And then we should also mention you mentioned how important it is to monitor your blood sugar levels. There's also technology coming there with the insulin pump that really does make sure that you never have too much or too little sugar in your bloodstream and will pump in insulin there. So this is an exciting development, but it's one of a whole range that I think will, over the next 20 or 10 years, make life better for people with diabetes. And finally, Clive, why did you choose to write about this particular drug? Because as the science editor and the arbiter of good science in the FT, you must have many companies coming to you every day with their new product, which is the best thing ever. Why did you decide to choose this one? Two reasons why I wrote about this. One, it is based on a scientific paper in the journal Science, which is one of the top two journals in the world, Science and Nature. So it's been through a rigorous peer review process. And the editors of Science have picked that out of many, many thousands of scientific papers that they could publish. The other thing I liked about this was the way it was biomimetic, in other words, inspired by nature. I just loved the idea that the shape of the tortoise, the leopard tortoise shell, inspired this whole project. And we've got a lovely graphic that's online showing exactly how the shape of the pill and the shape of the tortoise fit together. I was trying to think of other disorders or conditions that could be helped by the tortoise pill idea. The only one I could come up with was rabies, when you used to have to come back from your holiday and you'd been bitten by a dog and you had to inject these very painful needles in the stomach. Is there anything else that they're thinking of for this? Yes, potentially there's a huge number of conditions that could be treated. Anything where the treatment involves putting a protein into your body, which at the moment is done through the skin, if you can protect it through the stomach and put it through the stomach lining in this way, that could work. Another example is the type of antibody-based drugs to control severe rheumatoid arthritis, for example. That's a huge market, and this could be a very useful delivery device for them. Let's see if it finally gets into our doctor's surgeries and even our pharmacies one day. Thank you, James, and thank you, Clive. That was Naomi Rovnik talking to our science editor Clive Cookson and James Pickford, deputy editor of FT Money. 
We'll be back with another news feature next week. In the meantime, if you're not already a subscriber and would like to discover more FT content, do take a look at our latest subscription offer at ft.com offer.